Ladies and gentlemen and Corner Kick fam, welcome to Pod Taken Quickly, the podcast where we bring you soccer stories that are just too juicy to miss. Eric Maxim Chupamoting, what the, the f***? <laughs> Lads, we have just seen underdog favorites Atalanta, the boys from Bergamo that we have lavished praise on many times on this podcast, go out in heartbreaking fashion in the first Champions League quarterfinal to be played in Lisbon against a PSG team injury ravaged coming into this game, including their manager, Thomas Tuchel, who was seen hobbling around today in a big boot on the sidelines after breaking his foot in training a few days ago. Caleb Rhodes, Chupamoting, Marquinhos, two goals scored in the 90th minute in an added time. What I'm devastated and confused and feeling a lot of feelings. What are you feeling right now? So I I thought that Atalanta were destined to win this game as soon as Neymar missed like incredibly wide three minutes in when he was in the six yard box through one on one with the keeper. At that moment, I was like, okay, this can happen. PSG looked kind of bereft of ideas for much of the game. Icardi, useless. Sarabia, useless. Missing key people. I don't know. I thought Atalanta might have been able to pull this off. I don't know. I am also incredibly, incredibly heartbroken. And I think it's hilarious that of all the people to win this game, it was going to be Chupin Mateng and Marquinhos. Those are not the people I expected to score today. This is utterly devastating because I thought the Atalanta dream was going to continue and I didn't think it was going to end like this. And now we're facing the prospects where PSG honestly could make the Champions League final. And that is probably the worst possible thing. Nathan Strauss is joining us as well. Nathan, you and I watched this game together. And at the beginning, we were impressed with Atalanta's being able to cope with the mazy runs of Neymar, who just looked capable of penetrating their defense whenever he wished. Uh, he had 16 successful dribbles on the day, which is the most since Lionel Messi in, in 2008 in a game versus Manchester United, which is astonishing that that record has held up for 12 years now. But what was your impression of Atalanta's setup today? Obviously, no Josip Ilicic to help them along up front. They were kind of, I don't want to say in cruise control for most of this game, but they certainly looked comfortable in the lead up until it all just went south for them. Yeah, I thought they played pretty well. I mean, it was pretty clear that their game plan was always going to be to counterattack. And because of how poorly I thought PSG were set up, especially through the middle, they were able to have a lot of the ball in the opening like 25 minutes or so. And it, it led to a very nice goal. I thought PSG were having a really hard time passing out of the back. I think PSG are very used to being able to have all that time and space in their build-up play because of you know the league that they play in. You know, the 3-5-2 really stifled them, especially with how far up the pitch they were willing to press. And I mean, at the end of the day, Neymar was just far and away the best player on the pitch today, even with you know, his two or three misses that probably should have been goals. In the first half, he seemed to be the only PSG player who was trying to make anything happen. And then in the second half, his class shone through. And I think getting Mbappe on and having Mbappe occupy, you know, one to two of those of their center back pairing uh, really gave Neymar the space he needed, especially as six Atalanta players found their way into the book. Uh, at the end of the day, Neymar's creativity ended up shining through with an assist, but for Atalanta, they were quite close to making it through, but heartbreak at the end, they were probably the worst team. They probably deserved to go out, unfortunately, 
as much as I would have liked to seen them advance to play Atleti or Leipzig. I mean, 2020 would be the year in which the big financial giants squash the underdog story that everyone is rallying around, Caleb. But Atalanta, we spoke about the phenomenon that is La Dea, their mascot and their, not even their mascot, but just the spiritual being that embodies their team. We spoke about Bergamo being the region in Italy that has been hit the hardest by the coronavirus and just how big of a story it would have been for them to come for a club like them that has the budget comparable to Burnley in the Premier League or a high functioning championship side to come in today and look to beat PSG with the likes of the most expensive player of all time in Neymar. What is the future for Atalanta? We know they're going to be in this competition next season, and we know that this was their first foray into Champions League football. Just sing me a farewell for this Atalanta team that we love so much. Oh, I mean, this is the kind of result that shakes your faith in Ladea, and I think that's so, so sad. This game is is heresy. This game is a kind of Copernican revolution. Um, it, it's a strike against religion itself. Because of that, I don't think we can ever expect a team like Atalanta, like this Atalanta, to sort of perform as well. Because next year, they'll be a bit more of a known quantity. I know they'll have, you know, Ilicic back, but they'll also be dealing with, you know, Gomez being another year older. He's sort of into his 30s now. So I think this is this is the peak of this Atalanta. Um, and I think we should savor it, you know, afterglow right now, even in disappointment, because it's rare for a team like this to come about so naturally. Because I think of other teams that have been underdogs in the Champions League that have performed like this. And Ajax are different because they're a sort of historic storied club in Europe um, that just sort of play in a lesser league. But I think of Malaga in the early 2010s um, or Monaco a few seasons ago. But the thing is, both of those teams were backed with big money. And so this is really the first team in a long time I can think of that came from a more obscure background, didn't have a huge financial backing, and yet succeeded anyway. And I think, you know, the way the game is going, the way COVID has affected the game also, it's going to become increasingly rare. So I salute all of the stewards of this team, but... Even if they're in the Champions League next year, I don't think it's going to be the same. Nathan, PSG, so many capitulations at this point in the Champions League in years prior. We think about Manchester United. We think about La Remontada at the Camp Nou. This year, they showed a little bit of resiliency, a little bit of fight, encapsulated by the fact that Neymar looks extremely motivated, more so than he ever has in a PSG kit. Obviously, they have a plethora of injuries but Mbappe looked sensational coming off the bench, and we know he's not even 70% fit. He's about 50% fit with that ankle injury coming into this game, and he looked absolutely lethal, providing the assist for Chief Moting's goal. How far do you think they can go in this competition, and what will the soccer world look like if it ends up being a PSG versus Man City Champions League final? I, that's clearly the worst-case scenario for, for any fan of the sport or of, like, I don't know, geopolitics. Uh, you don't really want to see the Champions League final becoming a proxy war for gold states. At the end of the day, they have the a far easier side of the bracket than their uh, Emirati neighbors because they'll have to end up facing the winner of Leipzig versus Atleti Madrid. 
which is coming up, I believe, tomorrow. You know, regardless of who goes through in that game, you have to think PSG are going to be the favorites to advance, especially with Mbappe becoming likely more and more fit. Uh, But at the end of the day, I also think that Barcelona, Man City, Bayern are all teams that would be able to give them a real fight in the Champions League final. And we talk a lot about having experience when it comes to playing at a high level in tournaments like this. And PSG, with the exception of Neymar, are not, and maybe Thiago Silva as well, are not experienced when it comes to the Champions League final. They have consistently, like you said, Nick, capitulated at this stage. And maybe the fact that these are one-legged ties actually suits them a little bit more because they don't have to worry about, you know, complacency like in La Remontada or a surprising comeback of another sort. So I would very much like to see them eliminated either by Atleti or Leipzig. Caleb, even as a Barcelona fan, would you be okay with uh, Atleti taking them out in the next round? Yeah, 100%. I mean, this game, in five minutes, essentially, we saw what was going to be the end of the PSG project, honestly, to now they might win the Champions League. We all agree that they can't win the Champions League. Like, it it can't happen. It can't (laughs) happen. No, I mean, just to back your point, everything was going wrong with PSG up until the 90th minute. Like, Neymar had absolute stormtrooper aim throughout the entirety of this game, even though he was dribbling all over Atalanta. Mara Riccardi, I don't think I ever heard his name mentioned once. He was the one who made way for Jupa Moting. They, they can't win the Champions League. It's just, Caleb, we spoke about Man City's problems and them escaping FFP punishment. PSG are also a team that has escaped similar financial fair play punishments. The soccer world would break if these two met in the final, right? I mean, yeah. I I would... Uh, it just feels wrong. It, feel, it just feels incorrect. And I don't think that I would be very happy to see either of those teams win, right? Like, if you, if you told me now that the two scenarios are either Barcelona loses to PSG in the final or... Bayern beat PSG in the final I would choose Bayern I would choose Bayern because I just think that PSG are such a it's honestly like a joke I mean I don't have a lot of depth here I'm just disappointed with the way this season is shaping up because I've been very pleased to see in the past five or six years how no matter what PSG tried the upper echelons of the soccer world demonstrated that you can't just buy your way to Champions League success. And I'm worried that that is going to be challenged as a premise in the next two weeks. Before we end this podcast, let's just speak a little bit about Neymar. Absolutely amazing today. Showcased why he's one of the best players in the sport, which I think we often forget about ever since he moved to PSG. And he's missed a lot of time due to injury. And also he's not seemed especially motivated. Today was just a reminder to everyone just how electric he is on the pitch. I think the reason that we forget about him sometimes when it comes to conversations about the world's best players is that it doesn't seem like he particularly cares that much. I mean, at least that's what his record of debauchery would suggest. Um, And all of the reports out of the PSG locker room are that it's an atmosphere that is not particularly serious when it comes to actually performing on the pitch, which in some ways is understandable if you are, you know, wrapping up the league title two thirds of the way into each season without really having to exert yourself. 
But on the other hand, as we've spoken about many times with Neymar, when you are on the cusp of being truly great, of being a Ballon d'Or contender year in, year out, and you make the move away from perhaps the antithesis of that atmosphere, a club with the most pressure in the world like Barcelona, to a league where you don't have to exert yourself, it almost seems like he's not deserving of being in the conversation all the time. That's why, you know, as great a player as Ronaldinho was, I don't think that in his later years, you could really take him too, too seriously, given where he was playing. And that's why I think a lot of people see Real Madrid as the eventual destination for Mbappe. In order to truly be great, you have to play in the greatest of leagues. And that's certainly my take on why we don't always think about Neymar in that light. On the other hand, with the performance that he put in today, outstanding. Just He basically was playing Volta mode or FIFA Street, while Atalanta's defense was playing FIFA on legacy defending, not even tactical. Caleb, you have a complicated history with Neymar as a Barcelona fan. Take me through your thoughts as he was out there on the pitch today, and does this game put him, just put a stamp on the fact that he is one of the greatest players in the world, something that we often forget? Yeah, I mean, I watched this game today, and I was reminded how great he is, and in a way that only a few players can. Honestly, in a way, Ronaldo can't because he doesn't really have the dribbling at this point, can just will himself past players and do whatever he wants on the pitch. And I'm just like, so much of the problems Barcelona faces today are because we couldn't just hand over the reins to Neymar, which was the plan initially. And I think, you know, last week we were talking a little bit about how the breakup of Ronaldo and Madrid was kind of like mutually detrimental. I think in general, the breakup of Barcelona and Neymar has been mutually detrimental. But now for the first time in three or four years, there's an opportunity for Neymar to show that he actually can shine in his own right and that he can be the focal point of a team that can bring it to the top. So I think his quality is undoubted. His dedication leaves something to be desired. But right now, he is so dialed in and it shows on the pitch. And it makes me really miss him because... Dembélé, Coutinho, and Griezmann are no Neymar. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and he might have just saved Thomas Tuchel's job today, who there were rumors about if PSG had gone out to Atalanta, that seat would have been extremely hot for him coming into next season. (laughs) Sorry, would have thrown him a pack. They would (laughs) have... Dude, if Juventus had waited like two days, they could have just hired Tuchel. Um... But boys, before we go here, just one question. Is this PSG's best chance to win the Champions League? And do you think they make it to the final? Yes, it's their best chance of making to the Champions League final and winning it. I don't think they'll win. I do think that they will make to the final where they will get uh, obliterated by Bayern Munich. I hope the same thing. I think I think it's going to be Bayern PSG in the final. And I, I desperately hope that Bayern obliterate them. For all of you Atalanta lovers out there like us, it's this is a hard pill to swallow, but this is also the great sport that we love. There are highs and there are lows. May Ladea be with you always. I've been Nick Vinden. I'm Caleb Ritz. Nathan Strauss. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>